Amen, amen, amen. Somebody prayed for me, amen. Had me on their mind, took the time and prayed for me. Well, I thank God for that song. Um, I, again, I don't own the rights to the music. And I know I usually just play s snippets of some of songs. And lately I've been like playing the whole song because they're so relevant, especially this one for today. We are on day 16, you guys. Can y'all believe it? Day 16. I cannot even believe it. But it is day 16. We are doing well. We are on our way to showing our mates that we mean business about our mar our marriage relationships. And we're in it to win it. That we're not going anywhere. Divorce is no longer in our vocabulary that's what this thing is about so let's get in it day 16 and it says love intercedes Whew. love intercedes beloved i pray that in all respect you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers third john and two again it says beloved i pray that in all respects I pray in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. John, Third uh, John 2. How, 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 how good it is to know that in all respects somebody wants me to prosper and be in good health as my soul prospers. So that's what we should also do for our mates. That scripture there, we should want the absolute best from our spouse. So what that mean? Love intercedes. Just what the title says, love intercedes. So if you're interceding, that's a prayer that you should be praying for them on their behalf. And it's so easy to do. It says you cannot change your spouse as much as you may want to. You cannot play God and reach into their heart and mold them into what you want them to be. But that's what most couples spend a large part of their time trying to do. Change their spouse. Hmm. I don't know why. Why, why, why we try to do that again. Your spouse came to you already raised. You are not supposed to raise your spouse. You're supposed to raise children. And remembering that their parents could have raised them way different than your parents raised you. 
So, again, we got to be mindful of this other human being has had his or her own set of growing up tools that they use and they need to make it through what they go through. Just like me being grown, I've had this set mindset of things that my parents instilled in me on how to do things that helps me. With that being said, you can't change something that's been programmed into somebody since they were able to understand, to comprehend. So, for example, the way you clean up might not be the way they clean up. Me and my husband have two different, two very different opinions on cleaning up. Um, especially when it comes to the kitchen. I am like, wash the dishes, sweep the floor. You don't have to mop it, but wash the dishes, sweep the floor. Wipe down the oven. Wipe down the outside of the refrigerator. I don't. But for him, it's just doing the dishes. And the kitchen is clean. So you see, that's a big difference because I'll come, why the floor ain't clean? Why this? So again, raised differently. You know, my drill sergeant father, oh Lord, he would, kitchen ain't clean. There's dirt on the floor. There's, there's a piece of something on the floor. Kitchen ain't clean. There's one fork in the sink. The kitchen ain't clean. Now, I don't know why my dad thought one fork in the sink meant the kitchen wasn't clean. But boy, he would have a fit. And now, I love putting that fork in the sink and not worrying about it. <laughs> if the kitchen is clean or not. Because one thing for sure, you can eat out of my kitchen. I'm not going to say you can eat off the floors, but you can eat out of my kitchen because it's clean. But it bleached down and everything. So, you know, but again, it's just the different ways you guys are raised. So you cannot change your mates. Um, reading on a little bit, it says, Insanity has been described as doing the same thing over and over, but expecting different results. But isn't that what happens when you try to change your mate? It's insane. It's insane. It's insane what we do to try to change them. It is literally, literally, literally a shame how we try to change them. Insanity. Insanity. Let me tell you. I, I just... I am flabbergasted up that I'm just flabbergasted that you know that is insane like oh my god we just we just keep doing the same thing trying to do it trying to change them trying to make them be like this trying to fold the towels like this but they're folding the towels man let me tell you mm. I'm holding my head right now because I'm like wow the things that I have actually done to stress myself out trying to get him to change and not realize that that's not going to happen. Whew. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Insanity. It's frustration at the highest level. Yes, it is. 
at some point you have to accept that it's not something you can do but here's what you can do you can become a wise farmer a wise farmer y'all a farmer cannot make a seed grow into a fruitful crop he cannot argue manipulate or demand it to bear fruit but he can plant the seed into fertile soil give it water and nutrition and nourishment protect it from weeds and then turn it over to god Mill millions of farmers have a mate mm. again can't read million of farmers have made a livelihood livelihood y'all see i'll be struggling sometimes it's fine it's fine again i don't edit so you're getting all me the whole truth number the truth even in the read part i can read y'all but sometimes it's just like okay slow down slow down all right Millions of farmers have made a livelihood from this process over the centuries. They know that not every seed sprouts, but most will grow when planted in proper soil and given what they need. So again, there's no guarantee. Some seeds you plant won't grow, but you planted more than one, right? Okay. There's no guarantee that anything in this book will change your spouse. But that's not what this book is about. It's about you daring to love. If you take the love there seriously, there's a high likelihood that you will be personally changed from the inside out. So mainly, this book is not about getting your spouse to change. <gasps> what? What, what, what? Wait, hold on, what? It ain't about getting my spouse to change. No. It's about getting you to change. <gasps> Shocker. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. When you thought that this thing was going to make your spouse change, it comes along and say, it's about you getting a change. Oh my God. We spoke on that. That if you want something different to happen, you got to be the change that you want to see. It can't be all on your spouse. It's got to be on you. Because guess what? When your spouse see that you have changed for the good, I guarantee you, I guarantee you they're going to start like, okay, I got to get my act together too. If there's something wrong. So, hey. Let's do that. Sorry, I was walking around the house trying to figure out who was pulling in the driveway. Um, if you hear a lot of shuffling and everything, again, I don't edit. This is just me being me. <sighs> so with that being said, let me tell you what the dare is for today. Today's dare. Begin praying today for your spouse's heart. Pray for three specific areas where you desire for God to work in your spouse's life and in your marriage. Hmm. So, today's there is to simply pray. Because one thing for sure, we cannot change someone 
but God can. Hallelujah. But God can. God can make a difference. Prayer changes things. If we haven't learned anything else, this chapter right here, prayer changes things. We need to be praying. We should have been praying from day one. But now this chapter, we need to pray. Prayer changes things. I know you could think back on the time in your life and you prayed to God for something and he did exactly that thing for you or even better. Sometimes he holds back what you ask for because he wanted to give you better. You wanted Alexis, but then he was like, hold on, wait, because the Teslas are coming out. Hold on, wait. You deserve a Bentley. Hold on, wait. But prayer changes things. Anything you ask in Jesus name. Anything you ask in Jesus name. Woo! If you have faith and believe, it is yours. Praying for our spouses on today. Woo! Hallelujah. I always remember my grandmother praying in the morning and before she go to bed. And you know what? I need to develop that habit. Not for my spouse to visually see, oh, she does pray because I do pray. I I usually pray away, you know, where he can't see me, I'll go away and pray. And I remember the one day that I was praying and he didn't realize I was praying and he was like talking to me and I'm giving him the church finger like one, one second, hold on, you know, and not saying that, but continuing on what I was doing. And he's like, you know, trying to get my attention. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So that let me know that I need to have a more open, knowledgeable prayer life in front of him as well and not hide my prayers. Because, you know, like literally I felt like I just needed to go in my prayer closet and hide in there and pray or, or in my prayer space where I can go and be alone and pray. And I would pray silently. But my grandmother, oh, she prayed out loud. Every word she prayed, she prayed out loud. And something, when when you heard grandma call your name in the midst of her prayer, I don't know how she knew all her grandchildren and great-grandchildren and remembered her children too. So, come on now. Prayer changes things. I could, my grandma would pray something so specific, calling out my name. And I hear, I'd be like, oh, grandma praying for me. And I can feel God moving for me. Just like any other time when you first became a believer. When you first became a believer. You were gung-ho, ready to do everything for God. Lord, I'm ready. You would ask for something. God would answer real fast. And your faith got built. Oh my God, here's me because he answered me. And then as you grew older in Christ, it's like, Lord, I prayed. But you ain't moving as quick. It's just like now, it's like going from infancy to adulthood. You can't just jump from infancy to adulthood. Can't do it. There's baby steps along the way. So as you get older in Christ, your faith needs to grow as well in Christ to know that, okay, if he don't do this thing right now for me, like he did in the beginning, I know my God hears me because one thing I know his word will not return into him void. So. I'm still yet praying, but I'm also believing. 
I am also believing. So praying for my spouse today, praying for, for things I want to see change in him and in our marriage. Y'all, let me tell you, I pray this man's heart really, really, really is touched by God. A true touch by God. That's some of the things that needs to change in him starts taking effect. But most of all, I pray for me that the things I need to change, God starts to peel away all of that off of me, everything off of me. So when I am truly standing and interceding for my husband, it's a true intercession. I'm not just saying selfish prayers for my husband. I'm saying prayers specifically for my husband. Like, Lord, don't let us argue today. Lord, have learn, teach him to learn my ways. No, no, no. That's a selfish prayer. No, truly, Lord, whatever it is he needs from you. Lord, I'm asking you in Jesus name. Lord, I heard him or her say X, Y, and Z. And I'm praying and agreeing with them on X, Y, and Z. Lord, I know a change need to be made in them, Lord, but not a change for me, Lord, a change for you. That's the difference. It's not a selfish prayer. Yes, there's some things that you don't like about your spouse and you want to change and you can give that to God. That is not a problem as long as it's not selfish. You want God to take some things away, but also what do you want God to add? Lord, add more hope, more joy, more peace in this man's life. Wherever you take out, Father God, the unnecessary things in him, the things that don't please you in him, the things that are unlike you in him. Lord, fill it back up with love, understanding, Father God, health and strength, Father God. Those are the kind of prayers that we need to be praying for our spouse. Those are the kind of prayers you pray for yourself. So you should be praying those same things for your spouse. Unselfishly interceding for our spouses. Y'all, it is amazing that we got today 16 and did not realize not y'all. Y'all realize everything. Y'all y'all know everything. But didn't realize that sometimes you got to change your prayer for your spouse. Again, sometimes it's just been selfish prayers. Y'all don't do that. Y'all don't do selfish prayers. It's me. I'm the one that do the selfish prayers. It's not y'all. But now I know. I cannot sit here and try to plant one seed in him and expect it to grow and grow and grow. I need to plant many seeds on his behalf and say, Lord, have your way. Lord, teach me what to do to help bring this out of this man. Teach me, Father God, what words to say so he can have hope. Teach me, Father God, to be meek and humble. Me need to be meek and humble. I need to be meek and humble. So that way my husband can know that he is truly the head of the household. No questions, no doubts, no insecurities about it. 
I need your guidance, Lord, to pray specifically so my husband can know his position in my life is secure. You guys, it's amazing how we forget. Again, that y'all, it's just me. You did me. How I forget that selfish prayers get nowhere. But true, open-hearted, life-changing prayers really do move God. Really does move God. I need, I had to learn today. I have to change the way I pray for my husband. I have to change the way I pray for my marriage. I can't just pray the same old thing over and over and over again, looking for a change, being insane in this thing. No, Lord, I know you can do it. I know you can make changes for me. I know you can strengthen this marriage. I know, Father God, that you can change me. So that in this marriage, my husband is willing to stay. I know, Lord, that I need to be changed to change my marriage. So praying for your spouse, also you end up praying for yourself. Because again, when you start to change, they'll notice. And I love how the books say, nothing in this book may change your spouse, but it'll change you. Ooh, hallelujah. Y'all, I'm changed. I don't know about you, I'm changed. And I thank God somebody prayed for me because Lord knows I would not have made it this far without somebody praying for me. Yes, I know how to pray for myself, but through their, through their prayers, I learned how to pray for myself. Now, through guidance, I learned how I should pray for a change in my spouse that has the first start in me. I can't expect this man to stay in this marriage if I keep doing the same things over and over again. That's insane. We learned about the word holy on day 15. The word says, I must be holy because God is holy. So, my husband must be holy because God is holy. And God is love. And if God is holy and in love and love covers a multitude of sin. When we're praying in love. We're covering a multitude of sins. We're taking away some stress off our spouses. We're removing some doubts out of their lives. And then we watch God. Get the glory and what we prayed for, not for us to get the glory, but for God to get the glory out of our prayers so we can testify. Let me tell you how God, how good God is. Let me tell you the glory of God was up in the favor of God was upon me 
because I decided to make a change to live holy with love and kindness do I draw thee unto me with love and kindness do I draw thee how can you draw somebody and you're not showing love or being kind so as you change and you start showing more love and being more kind expect expect God expect God to move on your behalf y'all tell y'all what I know God is about to do an amazing thing for me y'all 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 ain't gonna talk to me on the day but that's fine let me tell you I'm expecting God to do something for me that's just where my faith is I'm going to change so my husband can see the change. I'm going to pray for his change, but a change that glorifies God, not a change in him for me. Because first of all, I need him to be changed for God. And then God will put him in the position that he's supposed to be in for me. So I have to pray a prayer for God to get the glory in him and out of him. Because once that glory starts to overflow, it's going to be for my good. Just as the change that is taking place in me is going to be for my husband's good. I am praying, Lord, allow me to be a little bit more submissive. Day by day, day by day, to humble myself daily. I'm still waiting on where the baptismal pools are, y'all. Yeah, y'all know I'm waiting. Meek, humble for our spouses. That doesn't, meek don't mean you weak. Meek don't mean you weak. Humble don't mean you weak. Let me tell you something. When I kneel in prayer, I have more power being poured into me as I'm kneeling in prayer. So when I get up with my whole armor on, oh my goodness, the more strength I got from kneeling in prayer. So being meek don't make you weak. It actually gives you an advantage. It actually gives you an advantage, y'all. Try meekness. Try a true meekness when you're praying for your spouses on today. You guys continue to pray for me. Lift me up. Tell me where the baptismal pools are. Y'all, just continue to grow in God. Grow in God's love, his joy. His peace. I just pray that years from now, I'm going to look back and say, man, when I did that there, man, I was messed up. But now, I am right where God wants me to, to be. I am better off now.
because I decided to change. Let us go on and get out of here. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, if there's anything in us that's not like you, we ask that you remove it in the name of Jesus so this prayer is not hindered. Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for showing us more wisdom on today, Lord. Showing us that we can't have selfish prayers and expect them to be answered, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Father God, that we are going to now lift up our spouses to you. Truly lift up our spouses to you. Lord, not coming to you complaining about our spouse, Lord, but truly, truly lifting up our spouses to you, Father God. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Please, Father God, touch our hearts and touch our minds, Father God. Lord, give us a willingness, Father God, to be meek and humble, Father God. Lord, just as you as you walk the earth, meek and humble, Lord, that's how we ought to be, Father God. Lord, let love overflow in our lives, Father God, like never before, Lord. Lord, let, let our spouses know that we are changing for a good, Father God, that they see it, Father God. And even though I know. The enemy will try to jump in, Lord. We still have victory, Father God. So we place the devil under our feet, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. He gets no glory because we got all the victory, Lord. Lord, we thank you for victory on today, Lord. Lord, we thank you for better marriages on today, Lord. Lord, we thank you for a true prayer life on today, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for continuing to keep us and bless us and making your face shine upon us. Lord, being gracious unto us and lifting up your countenance to us. And giving us a peace that surpasses all understanding. And as we depart from this podcast on today, Lord, but never, ever from your sight, always wrapped in your arms, holding on to your unchanging hand, Lord, continue to lead God and direct us, Lord. Change us, Father God, so we can be more like you, humble and meek. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you and I praise you. You guys be blessed. You guys, I had to jump jump right back on really quick. Just to say, you can reach me at laboroflove1820 at yahoo.com. Again, laboroflove1820 at yahoo.com. Tell me where those baptismal pools are filled at. Send me scriptures. Give me words of encouragement to continue on. Again, you guys be blessed and have a great day. Y'all, I can't get the recording to stop.